On the night before the NHL draft, not a creature was stirring except for Tom Fitzgerald as he made another big trade that landed Tyler Toffoli. Tom Fitzgerald, you crazy son of a gun. You did it again. The Devils continue to get richer, and this team is heading in the right direction. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer. Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential Mia member Trey Matthews. It's been a crazy 72 hours for the Devils organization. So let's give a brief recap because Tom Fitzgerald has been putting in the work in the front office and he is shape-shifting this roster before the start of opening night, which by the way, the schedule was released. The Devils will play the Detroit Red Wings come October 12th at the Prudential Center, but we'll talk about the schedule in a future episode. Let's talk about some of these changes that have been occurring within the organization. So a few days ago, Riley Walsh was traded to the Boston Bruins in exchange for Shane Bowers. Now, here's the thing. Bowers is a former first-round pick. He's 23 years of age. He's only suited up in one NHL game. So I'm not sure what his potential or his ceiling is because he doesn't exactly light the AHL on fire either. So I'm not sure what the Devils are hoping to get out of him, but as for Riley Walsh, this was to be expected. The writing was on the wall. He wouldn't have been given a fair chance to showcase his skill set consistently at the NHL level, considering the fact who was in front of him, including Kevin Ball, Shimon Nemetz, Luke Hughes, and others. So this was to be expected. I said a couple episodes ago when I was doing my collaboration with Jersey Joe that I was a little disappointed because Riley Walsh and his defensive partner was obviously – Adam Fox during his time over at Harvard. So I was hoping that maybe Riley Walsh can show similarities to Adam Fox because obviously Fox is a former Norris Trophy winner and he was coached under Lindy Ruff when Ruff was a defensive coach for the New York Rangers not too long ago. And I was hoping the same outcome could be said for Walsh. I was stretching it a bit, but yeah, it was to be expected. But I'm glad that the Devils have who they have in terms of the defensive pipeline. And then before the big trade occurred in which the Devils were able to get another capable point getter, they traded away one of their longest tenure players on the roster, Mackenzie Blackwood, to the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a sixth round selection in this year's draft. Now, here's the thing. Similar to Walsh, the writing was on the wall for Blackwood. He needs a new change of scenery. He needs to start completely over. He needs to start with a clean slate. So I think this opportunity for him just going to a rebuilding team like the Sharks organization, maybe it gives him a better chance to showcase his skill set, stay healthy, wherever the case might be, because I think he sort of hit a wall during his more recent playing days with the Devils. And obviously he lost his role to Kira Schmidt before the start of the playoffs. So that was to be expected for Blackwood. He wanted to go where the opportunity was. And I think this is going to be a good opportunity for Blackwood. It sucks that he sort of has to start all over, similar to Damon Severson, which is you go from a team that 
was in a lengthy rebuild. You've been a part of it yourself. And now they're back to the playoffs. They look to have a very bright future. And now you sort of got to start back at square one. But I think this is exactly what Blackwood needs if he really wants to reach his full potential because it wasn't going to happen in New Jersey. And now let's talk about the blockbuster trade that occurred for the Devils organization in which they traded away Yegor Sharangovich, a third round pick, which by the way, that third round selection is quite hilarious. And it does tie back to David Severson. So we'll talk about that momentarily. And in, in exchange, they get Tyler Toffoli from the Calgary Flames. Tyler Toffoli, who uh, had 70 plus points just this past season, is already joining a stacked Devils roster that consists of a lot of offensive weapons, including Jack Hughes, Nico Keisher, Jesper Bratt, Dawson Mercer, and obviously Timo Meyer. So this top six is going to be scary for the Devils. So in segment one, we're going to talk more about Toffoli as a player, and I also was able to attend his media availability. I got to ask him three questions, so I'm going to share those sound bites throughout the course of the episode. In segment two, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts to the trade in general because I think this was a very good deal for Fitzgerald, a good investment, and we'll talk about that in segment two. And then in the third and final segment, I'm going to revisit a topic that I talked about not too long ago, which is the possibility of the Devils becoming Stanley Cup contenders come the start of the new year. So courtesy of the Devils PR team, they gave me some background information in regard to the deal. So yesterday it was announced that the Devils had acquired Tyler Toffoli in a trade with the Calgary Flames in exchange for Ford, Yegor Sharangovich, and a third-round pick in the 2023 NHL Draft. The pick was acquired in the Damon Severson trade just a few weeks ago to Columbus that originally belonged to Calgary. So Calgary was able to retain their third-round draft pick. So isn't it funny how some things come in full circle? Sharon Govich was set to become a restricted free agent on July 1st. Toffoli is entering the final year of his four-year contract signed with Montreal, carrying a $4.25 million cap hit, and he's going to be owed $3.5 million this season. The announcement was made by Executive Vice President and General Manager Tom Fitzgerald. Toffoli joins New Jersey after he totaled a career-high 73 points with Calgary last season, with both of his goal and point totals leading the Flames during the 2022-2023 season. He stands 6 feet, he weighs 205 pounds, and his goal, assist, and power play goals, which he had 10, set new career highs. Additionally, his 10 power play tallies ranked second on Calgary last season, while his four game-winning goals were tied for first. Here's some more interesting facts. Toffoli's career plus 79 plus minus rating with Los Angeles ranked seventh all time in franchise history. And he actually led the league in plus minus during the 2015-2016 season in which he was able to have a plus minus rating of plus 35. He was also the first player in NHL history to earn a hat trick in an outdoor game. So keep in mind, the Devils will be playing an outdoor game come February when they take on the Philadelphia Flyers at MetLife Stadium. So I had the chance to ask Toffoli during his media availability, how much potential does this team have now that he's added to the roster? Here's what he had to say. Tyler, welcome to New Jersey once again. My first question for you is, how much more potential does this team have now that you're added to the roster? I would like to get your perspective on it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like we like we were just talking about, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm a, a guy with a lot more experience coming into the locker room and 
if you look at the uh, the way the team's set up, there's so many good young players and a lot of young, uh, young talent. So um, hopefully I can just, you know, come in and, and fit in and um, not step on anybody's toes and just play. And uh, like I said, just build off of what uh, the guys in the locker room did last season. Okay, so like I just said moments ago, this top six is loaded and they're going to be scary good. Jack Hughes, Nico Keisher, Timo Meyer, Dawson Mercer, Jesper Bratt, and now Tyler Toffoli. So the question is, where is he going to slide in on the lines? Now, according to Daily Faceoff, they are projecting for Toffoli to be on the same line as Jack Hughes with Jesper Bratt manning the left wing. And for the top line, they have Timo Meyer, Nico Keisher, and Dawson Mercer. So here's where I think Toffoli is going to slide in. I think you have to keep Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer together because Timo Meyer can sort of be that physical body that Jack Hughes desperately needs in order to protect himself. And like I said, during the course of the playoffs, Jack Hughes, if he's ever in a snafu, if he's ever in a cluster mess of players and he is in a situation in which he needs to pass the puck out quickly, he can just try to pass it near the net and Timo Meyer can try to clean up the mess. That's what Timo Meyer brings to the table for a Devils organization. As for Tyler Toffoli, obviously he's going to be taking Thomas Tatar's position on the top six. I have no clue as to whether or not Tatar will resign with the Devils. I have my doubts, but digressing a little bit, when you see that top six for the Devils, you obviously see that they have a lot of options to work with. So uh, aside from switching maybe Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer, I want to say maybe switch Tyler and Dawson. So have Tyler paired alongside Nico Heischer, but I think you can't go wrong with pairing him alongside Jack Hughes. So in terms of the top six and its formation, according to Daily Faceoff, the only adjustment I would tweak is switch Timo and Jesper and then for Tyler and Dawson, I think they could stay as is because I think Tyler can be paired alongside either Nico or Jack and still perform really well. I think that's where Toffoli's going to slide in in terms of the five on five. And then, like I said, he is able to have some great contributions on the power play. Now, it's actually quite hilarious because a few days ago when I was breaking down Travis Green's uh, media availability, uh, I talked about that I want to see the Devils improve on the power play because they have way too much talent on the roster to be in a mediocre position. Because before Timo Meyer, they ranked 18th, and by the end of the season, they ranked 13th. So not the best power play, but not the worst either. But just given the amount of talent that I just listed, the Devils should be like a top 10 or maybe even a top 5 power play unit. I think they have that potential. And now adding Tyler Toffoli to the mix, I think that's going to even out the power play units a little bit more. Because... That was one of the concerns I had for the Devils power play in one of my more recent episodes. I talked about like on that first power play unit, you got Jack Hughes, you got Jesper Bratt, you got Nico Keisher, you got Dougie Hamilton, you got Timo Meyer. Then on that second unit, who was really manning that? I would say it would be someone like Dawson Mercer. Obviously, we see uh, contributions from Eric Halla now and again, but now adding Tyler Toffoli to the mix, maybe you can slide Tyler Toffoli onto that second power play unit and help Dawson Mercer out in that regard, or you can mix and match a little bit. But needless to say, whether he's on the top power play unit or the second power play unit, Tyler Toffoli is going to be a huge help for the Devils on the man advantage. And like I said, 10 power play goals, I think this is going to be a match made in heaven for the Devils organization. And Toffoli, like I said, whether it's five on five or on the power play, 
He's going to rack up the points. He's going to rack up the goals. He's going to rack up the assists. Because if you need a reminder, last season he was able to get 34 goals and 39 assists for a grand total of 73 points in 82 game appearances. So once again, this top six for the Devils is going to be really, really, really scary for the entire league. And I think all teams should be put on notice. Tom Fitzgerald, Lindy Ruff, and company, they came out to play. They are swinging for the fences. And as opposed to last year, they're actually hitting the home runs. And they hit a home run with this Tyler Toffoli trade. Now, I'm going to give you guys my initial thoughts to the trade and how it's a win-win for the Devils in general. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about FanDuel. So take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over and under to who you think is going to be the first home run, all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, so going back to the Tyler Toffoli trade, let's look at who Tom Fitzgerald had to give up in order to get the services of Toffoli. So, like I said, he had to give up Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick and Toffoli is on the final year of his contract. And during his media availability, a reporter asked him, like, was it his intent to try to see himself out of Calgary? He said he, he alluded to the fact that he requested for a trade, but he didn't want to leave the Flames organization, but he felt as though they didn't really want him. They felt He felt as though that they were going in a different direction. So he kind of wanted to move on, but he wanted to stay initially. But now he's found a new home in New Jersey. So just to give you guys that sort of thought, I don't think Toffoli is trying to be a diva. I think he wants to go to a place where he feels wanted. I'm sure he wants to go to a place in which he has a potential to win. And obviously, like I said, just a few episodes ago, this, New Jersey is now the new place for players or coaches to come and try to win. In terms of him wanting to sign an extension with the Devils, he said that uh, the talks haven't begun quite yet, but I'm sure he would like to remain with the Devils organization. But Obviously, it was a risk that Tom Fitzgerald took, but I don't think it's a risk that's ever going to come back to bite him. So the first question that I'm sure a lot of people have is Tyler Toffoli a rental? Well, I just told you the circumstance in which he was playing with Calgary. He said at the end of the year, he had a meeting with the front office. He said, I want to remain here, but it didn't seem like the front office was budging. So he decided to request a trade. Now, if he is a rental, I don't think it's going to come back to bite the devils because when you look at Yegor Sharangovich, he was projected to become a restricted free agent on July 1st. Now, I talked about it in an episode last week in which I discussed Sharangovich's future. And here's the thing for Sharangovich. He has a lot of upside. He's able to skate fast. Obviously, he has a pretty good shot, and he does play effective minutes on the penalty kill. But at the end of the day, what are, what is the ceiling for Sharangovich? Because it seems like year after year after year, he kind of took a couple steps backwards. So after his rookie year in which he was able to put his name out there, he was able to turn some heads. 
His second year wasn't all that impressive, but obviously Jack Hughes got hurt. Yanni Kwokinen was pretty much a non-factor. But then come his third year, especially after the Timo Meyer trade, we started to see Yegor Sharangovich and his role not be utilized all that consistently. In fact, if it wasn't for injuries, Sharangovich would have been a healthy scratch more often than not. But the thing is for Sharangovich is that, yeah, he, he is young. He still has a lot of upside. And I said the opportunity is not really going to be here in New Jersey for him to reach his full potential, whatever that is. Now, I'm not a psychic or anything, but I don't think Sharangovich is ever going to be like an all-star. I don't think he's ever going to be in the conversation for the Hart Memorial Trophy. He's a solid player, and he definitely has some pros. He has some cons. But I think for the Calgary Flames in this sort of circumstance, you're getting a player that's good for your depth. You're not really getting a bona fide star, but maybe I could be wrong. But still, if Toffoli was to hypothetically leave the Devils come next offseason, Sharon Govich with the Flames organization, I mean, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the Devils weren't going to re-sign Yegor Sharangovich either way. I didn't foresee it happening. I don't think it was in Sharangovich's best interest. So it was best for the Devils and Sharangovich to avoid that drama because he is a restricted free agent. He's not an unrestricted free agent. So there we go. I, I, I think Sharangovich, he's definitely a solid player, but nothing spectacular. So even if Toffoli does leave, even if he is a rental, I don't think Sharangovich is going to be a player that you're going to toss and turn tonight saying, Oh, we should have kept him on the roster. Could be wrong, but that's my initial thoughts in the moment. And then for Damon Severson, because if you guys recall, that third round pick is what we got in exchange for Damon Severson, in which Fitzgerald was able to pull off the second sign and trade in NHL history. Now, a lot of people will probably say, well, Trey, you can basically say that the Devils traded away Damon Severson for Tyler Toffoli, and Severson was pretty solid on the bottom four defenseman role for the Devils. And that is true, but remember, Severson was set to become an unrestricted free agent on July 1st. And what are the chances that he would return to the Devils organization? Because he would have had to take a massive pay cut. Because right now, we're talking about Ryan Graves not being able to possibly return to the organization. We're talking about Miles Wood, Thomas Tatar. And hypothetically, those players I just listed are way cheaper than Damon Severson. So we're talking about a huge pay cut for Severson. And yes, he was one of the longest tenure players on the Devils roster. I'm sure he would have liked to stick around and see how much further this team can go. But at the same time, in a weak free agent market in which he, would have, he was going to be highly sought after, I didn't see Severson re-signing. So either way, the Devils got something out of Severson. They, they didn't just walk away with nothing. And I think that's the main takeaway I want everyone to get from this trade, which is uh, instead of losing Yegor Sharangovich, instead of losing Damon Severson for absolutely nothing, the Devils were able to get a bona fide top six caliber player who can help out on their power play and a player that gives them more scoring options in Tyler Toffoli. These scenarios that I'm putting out in which Toffoli may not resign with the team, that's worst case scenario. I think Fitzgerald will definitely pull off his magic like he normally does and get Toffoli to resign long term. We'll, we'll see what happens, but for the time being, this is definitely a big get for the Devils. And I think Toffoli does want to be a part of the Devils organization because, like I said, who wouldn't want to be with the Devils for the time being because their window is just opening. They were able to have a historical season. Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt, they haven't reached their primes quite yet. So I think this is a good circumstance for people like 
Tyler Toffoli or Travis Green uh, on the coaching staff. I think this is definitely a, a sign for what are things to come in the future for the Devils. And I think the fan base should be very excited. So I think Tom Fitzgerald won this deal. And like I said during the cold open, Fitzgerald, you crazy son of a gun. You were able to do it. You fleeced another organization and were able to get a high caliber player. And Tyler Toffoli, like I said, this top six is going to be special for the Devils. I could just feel it. Now, I had the chance to ask Tyler, like, what is he looking forward to with playing with the Devils uh, this upcoming season? Here's what he told me. What are you looking forward to most about playing in New Jersey? Yeah, I think I think I've just I've heard the guys love it there. I, you know, watching games last year, the the fans were uh, were incredible, and it uh, you know it makes me want to win and uh, and bring back all the good memories that they had uh, you know a few years ago. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Going back to his first soundbite in segment one, in which he talked about his experience and what he's been able to achieve in the league. He's he's been a part of Stanley Cup caliber teams because he was a part of that Stanley Cup run that the Montreal Canadiens put together just a few years ago. And going back to 2014, he was a part of that L.A. Kings team that ended up beating that team from across the Hudson River and capturing their second title in the past, like, what, three or four years because they beat the uh, New Jersey Devils in the 2012 Stanley Cup final. But that, that that's irrelevant. Tyler Toffoli is a winner. He's played on Stanley Cup caliber rosters. And I think just his experience and uh, the fact that he's not the oldest, he's not the youngest, he's 31 years of age. He has that experience. But at the same time, I think he has some good momentum going his way. And whether or not he decides to re-sign with the Devils organization long term, I still think he can provide a lot of good scoring production. And I think the Devils should be very excited for that. So Devil fans, rev up your engines because this team is trying to get back to the Stanley Cup final. Now, I had the chance to ask Tyler, like, how does this team, this Devils team as currently constructed compared to some of the other Stanley Cup teams he's been a part of, which include the Montreal Canadiens, in which they did lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago, and also that LA Kings team that ended up being the New York Rangers back in 2014. Here's what he told me. You've been on a Stanley Cup winning team before. Um, do you see any similarities to this current Devils team? No, it's different. I mean, like I said, I, I haven't really played against the team very often. So uh, I think you, you you just kind of see the uh, the record and and the score of games almost. And you you look at it and you're, you, you, you see the potential. So it's a matter of just putting everything together. And um, I think and I hope that I'm just another piece to the puzzle and can can do some pretty uh, special things here. Adding Tyler Toffoli to the roster. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but this is going to be special for the Devils. They got a lot of capable goal scorers. They're fixing their power play. And um, it, 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 can they win the Stanley Cup this upcoming year? I'd say they're well on track. And I think Devils fans should be very excited because Tom Fitzgerald, he put in the work. He was able to get another uh, player that's capable of racking up the points. And I think Tyler Toffoli, given his experience and given his playing capabilities, I think this is going to be a huge asset for the Devils moving forward. So I am really excited that Toffoli is added onto this roster because similar to Andre Pilat, he's actually won a Stanley Cup. He knows what it takes. He knows what it's like to be in those certain situations, and 
he can sort of rub that experience and rub off that tutelage on someone like Nico Keisher, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, still relatively young guys who have very little playoff experience, but are, are continuing to grow their crafts each and every day. So Fitzgerald, he has laid out the blueprint, which is get more veteran pieces that can be huge contributors on the roster because Defoli is not just a veteran piece. He's a very damn good veteran piece. And I think this is going to pay huge dividends for the Devils. So final verdict. I am happy that Toffoli is added to the roster. The Devils, they were already a good offensive team just this past season. So I think uh, Toffoli is going to take them to another level and they're going to continue to go higher, higher, and higher. I think this trade benefits the Devils either way because Yegor Sharangovich and Damon Searson most likely wouldn't have been on the roster come next year. So I'm glad that they were able to get something out of it. And quite honestly, I think they made a profit. And lastly, they're well on their way, this Devils team, to possibly going back to the Stanley Cup final. And I talked about a potential new dynasty budding. They're on the right track, but they got to win a couple Stanley Cups in order for that to happen. So let me know what you guys think about Tyler Toffoli. What did you think of the move? Where were you at when this news broke? Let me know what you guys think in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.